Cutting room combos may not be suitable for younger listeners. In addition to a language advisory, this podcast contains themes that may be triggering or sensitive to some of our. This podcast contains themes that may be triggering shit. This podcast contains. <laughs> I just realized I say contains. Contains. <laughs> This podcast contains themes that may be sensitive or triggering to our audience. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, now you can start. <laughs> the following episode of Cutting Room Convos will be presented in silence. I'm just kidding. That That is never going to work. <laughs> Welcome to Cutting Room Convos, people. I'm Yasmin, and if I got a pet goldfish, I would name it Bruce. Why? Because that's the name of the shark in Jaws. Oh, fun! <laughs> I thought you were thinking Finding Nemo. Hello, Bruce. That was based off of Jaws too. Really? Oh my gosh, that's such a good fun fact. I love it. That's what I call a fun fact. Also, you know the scene when he uh, goes, "Here's Brucey." Mm-hmm. That that's. Uh, oh my she- god! Here's it. Johnny. Yes. I love it. Wow. I love that so much. <laughs> and I never thought about that until now. So that was great. Uh, but yeah, that's what I did. Did you introduce yourself? No, but I'm pretty uh, sure they know who I am. <laughs> my my little disclaimer at the beginning took a, took a minute. <laughs> All right. Well, in case you haven't figured out why we were mentioning the whole silent thing, the movie we're going to be talking about today is A Quiet Place. It came out in 2018, directed by John Krasinski. Yeah. Office guy himself. What was his name? I don't remember. Jim. Jim. Fucking Jim. Jim. Everyone hated Jim. He's like such a polarizing subject for a lot of people. <laughs> oh, God. They're like, he's an asshole. No, he's not. <laughs> like, he's using Pam, but he loves her. But does he? Yikes. There's so... lots of theories. <laughs> not to bash on your character. No, no, it's, that's okay. I'll be honest. I had never seen The Office before my first time seeing A Quiet Place, and I never recognized him because of, of the whole full-on beard thing that oh, yeah. going on. Oh, yeah, he looks like um, the dad in... Oh, no. Shit. Onward. And Onward. Oh, my God. <gasps> he does. And that's why I thought he played the dad in Onward. It only made sense. It only makes sense. But he doesn't. He does not. <laughs> but Onward is another great movie. Not a scary okay, one, but, but that's not what this podcast is about. I'm just getting off topic. No, that that's okay. Uh, a Quiet Place, uh, again, directed by John Krasinski. And for those who haven't seen it, it is about a, fa- a family surviving a post-apocalyptic world that has been taken over by blind aliens. Okay, I shortened it that way. It doesn't sound that serious, but it is dead serious. And <laughs> dead they- serious. <laughs> I say blind aliens because they only detect their prey through noise. So they can't make any noise throughout this entire film. And I thought that this was like the new idea of silent film, like Mm -hmm. actually using that as part of the plot. So I thought that was really cool. And this was only a cast of seven people, apparently. Wow. Yeah. Very small cast. I mean, yeah, Blair Witch, it had only three main characters, but it had a bunch of other little characters in there too. Mm -hmm. And and this one, it was just like, what was it, five, four main people, and then a couple of uh, supporting. Yeah. Yeah. So this was, for a small cast, it was really, really good. I liked this movie a lot. And 
I, I wanted to know your impression of this, Jenny, because I know you've told me that you don't like alien movies. <laughs> That's true. I don't know why. And I think I kind of kind of express it in like a shortened version is because like paranormal things can happen. Real people can happen. But aliens are just so out <laughs> out of this world that I just don't I can't fathom it to the point where it doesn't it doesn't make me scared because if I can't prove anything, why am I overthinking it? You know what mm. I mean? Okay, yeah. And I get it. The universe is huge and we're very small compared to it and like that's a big point of fear for some people. But mm -hmm. but I can't. I just no. like I'm here and this is my now. So why do I care if someone else is out there? Mm. And I didn't mean to make that rhyme. <laughs> also, okay. those aliens. <laughs> I've been holding this dad joke for a while. <laughs> those aliens <laughs> give a new meaning to the saying, I'm all ears. Uh, okay, that was a terrible joke. I'm gonna uh, go give Paco his toy because he's crying about it. Oh, uh, that's okay. Yeah, no, I I loved this movie. I think the first time I saw it was like on a bootleg copy or something. Um, but yeah, finally glad that I got to show you this one, Jenny. So, but I guess we'll just move on to the effects first. And I didn't think that I would find a lot in this one, considering the plot and how short-ish the movie was. Are you okay? <laughs> Yes, I'm okay. Continue. All right. So there were just a couple of little visual effects that I thought I'd get out of the way. I liked the use of their the silhouettes, particularly mm -hmm. in the beginning scene when the family was in the pharmacy. Yeah. And you would often see like oh the the main the sister and one of the brothers. They're you know talk like they're talking in sign language and drawing on the floor yeah. and holding hands, getting up, walking off in the distance, things like that. And with the sunlight coming in through the pharmacy, it was it was a nice touch. It was really reminiscent of like uh, not really the opening scene in no well, yeah, kind of in The Walking Dead. Where oh. everything is abandoned and you have one guy like waking up like what the heck is happening and everything is empty and things are off the shelves and like the floor is dirty and there's leaves all over the place for some reason. Yeah, you're not getting like the the very beginning of like how this all happened. Yeah, it's just like we start the movie and we're there. Yeah, you just have to accept it. Which so, was 2020, right? Is what he he presented it as? It is. Yeah. But this movie was made in 2018. Yeah, that's when it came out. Mhm. Mm so I thought that was interesting considering it's 2021 now. <laughs> so, that was pretty cool. Um and then another visual uh, aspect that I liked was, I don't know if it's a correct term, I, I called it an upward pan of uh, the body of the mom, I think her name was Evelyn, when she was in the process of, uh, you know, about to give birth to her kid, but she had to stay silent because the alien was in her fucking house. Yeah, <laughs> she... and I, I'm pretty sure that scene hit, like, lots of fear in women who've already had children. Because, like, they know the pain that she was going through. And to have to keep her mouth shut. Mm. Yeah, spooky. But also that, uh, I guess, upward pan yeah. was really, really good. I loved it. Honestly, it was so... <sighs> I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> I literally just lost my train of thought. No. Because it's like, it's like, you see, you know it's a tub. Because you mm. see the, you know, this tub, faucet. And then as we're moving up, her legs are coming down, and it's just like feet, but then blood right in between it. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like like we're moving up the tub as she's moving down the tub. That is so cool. It's such a good shot. That's a good shot. Mm-hmm. A very I also, intense moment. Also uses a visual effects, if, if you will. Mm-hmm. All the cameras they had set up. Oh, yeah. And how, mm-hmm. like, the these alien things couldn't see, but they could hear. And... Uh, John Krasinski's character used his sight to his advantage by making basically like a bird's eye view of everything. Damn. That must have been a lot of work setting up those cameras. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was like a big aerial view on yeah. all those uh, TVs that we saw. How did he get power? Oh, my God. You're right. How does that still work? How did they get power? What the heck? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, gosh. <coughs> Excuse me. But um, another, no, that, that's all for visual. Um, you got another one? I think so. Mm-hmm. When they're in the corn, mm-hmm. specifically the, kid, the boy, I don't remember his name. I forgot his name too. When he's in the corn and he's like running away from these things. Yeah. Like the way that we see through the corn, but mm-hmm. also his flashlight, like, oh, yeah. it was chaotic because you couldn't see ahead of you. You couldn't see ahead of him. And even though it wasn't like a, first person view we were like right behind him the whole time and like he was struggling to move those you know corn things aside and like i think that that scene was really the visuals were so impaired that it made me feel like unsettled and unsafe yeah you're right and it looked like it was kind of a strobe lighting effect in oh, a yeah. way when we were behind the kid so that was really mm-hmm, cool mm-hmm. yeah i'm glad you put, uh pointed that one out uh, and then audio effects. I mean, given that <laughs> it's called a quiet place, it wasn't entirely silent throughout the film. Um, they always had an oral point of view of all of the characters in what they were hearing, even though most of, you know, the surroundings were silent. Okay. Uh, like how the daughter, she's deaf mm-hmm. and her hearing aids don't really work that much. But whenever we get into her point of view, we just, everything's muffled. You yeah. hardly hear anything. I think all you hear is her heartbeat, which is probably what she hears mm. through, especially with that um, implant and hearing aid. Yes. Like it right. probably is just like amplifying the inside of her head because it's, it's just there. You know what I mean? Like that's all you know. Oh my gosh. Just a little thumping. That, that would drive me nuts. Like if, if si- like silence filling my ears it's like worse than cotton i don't know it's it's just yeah it i couldn't but uh another oral point of view and it's a small one but when uh the husband and wife were dancing just a little bit in the basement and the wife was listening to some music she takes off one of her uh her her earbuds and puts it in her husband's ear Mm -hmm. and then that's when you hear the music kind of flow yeah in. it sounds like it put it they put it in art ear right yeah i really liked that i'm like oh this is nice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i then, would not be able to by the way i'd like put on the headphones and start fucking singing, singing aretha franklin like <laughs> oh no we'd be done for <laughs> happy feet style where he just can't like hold it in and just has to dance oh, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh god um and then another one was uh, again with the wife or the mom. Uh, she used a stethoscope 
uh, and just put it on over her ears and she was just listening for the baby's heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh my God, that is so cool. Oh yeah, because we got to hear it too. And she was like looking for it too. She's like, where are you today? Kind of thing. Uh, and yeah. it was very low because she was almost due. She, oh my God. And then uh, one last point of view was, um, well, I thought this was a, a good one where the daughter was trying on the hearing aid that her dad had just worked on. Yeah. And she was like, no, this, it, those never work. It's, yeah, it won't like work. work. Yeah. And in the scene where she's trying it on, she she's trying to hear it. She has that little glimmer of hope and it has that point of view again silence in the ears but you see her sobbing you see her starting to cry in that silence and i was like oh my god i feel bad so that was really good and then of course use of silence it is like everywhere throughout this movie (laughs) yeah and i could not stop talking throughout it and i feel so bad because we were like four or five minutes in and i was like Yasin, I'm sorry. I can't <laughs> fucking shut up. And everything that they did, like, I had to have a comment on. And, like, since nobody else was talking, I had to talk. And I was just like, fuck. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, I, one of the examples that I liked for the use of silence was um, when the kids were playing a game and one of them knocked over that lantern. Oh, yeah, the oil lamp. Right. And the dad quickly, he rushes to, to pat out the fire and then tells the kids, you know, to to be quiet and yeah. he's listening for the aliens uh so it was like a very intense movement everything was slow moving no background music mm-hmm. for this like that was a very necessary moment for silence yeah he i think that was like his sign too every single time they thought every single time they thought there was an alien nearby he they put like their like shh, like a shh, you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> your finger to your lips when you go shh kind of thing they yeah. would do that every single time they thought there was an alien nearby. Mm-hmm. Also, the three fingers around on top of their mouths. Oh I'm not sure if that's like, like a sign in American Sign Language, but oh, but she would do this and she would do it to him, mm-hmm. and they would, you know. And I don't remember how often they used that one, but like three that. fingers over their lips was like very present in this movie. Oh shit! No, that's awesome. And then I also liked the uh, use of silence in the scene where uh, the kids were getting in that pickup truck near the end. Mm-hmm. Again, silence as the, the daughter hears, but you see the brother looking like freaking out, his eyes widening, backing oh, yeah. up against the truck, and that's when an alien was attacking them, but you don't see that coming until you see the kid's face. Yeah, because, <laughs> look. because it's like from her point of view where we wouldn't, we wouldn't hear it coming. Oh, yeah. I, I felt so bad for her. Like, she really was trying to be aware, but she can't help Mm-mm. it. There were a lot of notable scares throughout this movie that I didn't <laughs> expect that really opened up my mind. Uh, first one was in the very beginning when the family was looking at their youngest son that they had. He's just slowly walking back towards them from the back of the store or whatever, and they're all looking at him with this caution like, so much caution on their faces. Like, as if yeah. he was holding a gun or something. Like, because I, I didn't know what to expect. I was like, what? Is he holding a weapon or, or something? I don't know. Yeah. But then he he's just showing them the toy rocket that he wanted, you know, with the batteries and whatnot. I was like, oh. Well, the, it, it wasn't like one of those fake scares where it was like, oh, my God. 
it was just a friend that was, you know, behind this person that got scared. Oh, ha ha ha, funny. Yeah. No, this was a more of a sentimental one. It was like a like a concern, like, and and I think John Krasinski played a lot into mirror neurons, which I mentioned in other podcasts, where like if you see someone sad, that you like feel sad, oh or like God. your face will mimic their face. It happens especially when you're talking to people. You know, like like when you're talking to someone and they're doing this the whole time, you, what I'm doing, by the way, guys, I forgot that you can't see me. Like I'm, I'm like furrowing my brow, you know, I'm putting my eyebrows down. I'm looking angry <laughs> and I'm talking and I'm talking to you and I'm talking to you like this. Mm. Eventually you'll start to do it too because your body will mimic what mine is doing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or like when, have you ever talked to someone who had their eyebrows raised? You just did it. Uh. Who have their eyebrows raised the whole time. <laughs> And then you talk, you like look at them and you're listening to them and your eyebrows are raised. Those are the mirror neurons that like we subconsciously do. And I think John Krasinski in this movie specifically, because of the lack of sound, Mm. played on us by making us mirror what the people in the movie were doing. Just like when the little kid with the rocket is coming by, we don't know what's happening yet, but we see the family's face and all of them have this like genuine scared concerned look on their face and we're like what the fuck and then you feel concerned and scared and you're like what is he holding why are they like that and then it turns around and like and it makes us feel that and then it turns around and it's just a fucking rocket and like we understand the severity of the situation now because of their faces yeah oh you're right Mm. damn Mm. thank you that was good i'm here all day (laughs) i live here Uh, so another scare, uh, of course, this was a big one, the, the youngest son's death. Um, oh. I know. It was so sad. It, very sad. And the very first sound of the film was played, you know, just before that. It, and it was the toy rocket because he, you know, he decided to take the toy and the batteries, put it oh, in yeah. and play it. Oh, yeah. It was like, don't you fucking take those batteries. Yeah, seriously. Oh, my God. And um, it's... No, it's not funny. It's sad because earlier he was drawing the rocket on the floor and he was si- he was speaking in sign language to his sister saying, that's how we will Signing. get out of here. Signing. That's how he will get out of here. We'll get out of here and get away from them. Yeah. And yet it was that little rocket that... Saved the mom. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much of the death. Well, it led to oh, his yeah. death, but eventually saved the mom. And, and I really like that they kind of turned it for rocket meaning bad thing to rockets meaning protection, yeah. cover, which I don't know if we'll talk about later. But. No, for sure. Um, but yeah, in, in that moment that was building towards, you know, the sun being taken by the alien, you see the mom just instantly crying the moment she's turning yeah. around, you know, hands to her face, yeah. almost like hyperventilating it looks like and then the dad immediately running and like keeps looking to the side because he sees the the moving yeah yeah we see it too with the god yeah (laughs) and then the background music of course it's just get building up faster and faster like your heart oh my god the heart thumping do we talk (gasps) about that in audio specialties Mm, i don't think so we have so many moments of it yeah like you can hear the heartbeats and like not only just like the boom 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 of the heart and the bass and the music or whatever it was but also his feet hitting the sand frantically hurrying getting there not fast enough oh yeah no uh rest in peace little one 
Um, by the way, I loved the sound of the stepping on the sand. Oh yeah. In the in the tra- in the little. You would though. I, You're I, an I island would. girl. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh my god, but it it was. Nice. The pitter-patter. The, the pitter-patter. <laughs> Me too. When you're on Animal Crossing and you take off all your shoes and socks and you're walking oh around. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was uh, definitely a big scare, like, to really get that movie started. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so that was a great opener. Uh, next scare, of course, was the mother going into labor, going through that <gasps> whole thing. Yeah. From the basement to climbing two stories in her mm-hmm. house mm-hmm. while trying to evade the aliens, stay in silence, go through that pain without making any sounds whatsoever. Like, yeah, she like bit her sleeve at one point. <sighs> She's like crouching down. Oh my god. Like I <laughs> I was like feeling that pain for her. I was just like Oh, this is such an intense moment. I don't know what to do if I was her. But yeah, that that one kept me at the edge of my seat right there. I was like, what is gonna happen? So that was that was a good one. And then this one, I thought of claustrophobia when the kids were in that grain silo because mm-hmm. one of them fell through and he kept sinking lower and lower and he you saw him struggling trying to take deep breaths in case mm-hmm. he went under and there were times that both of them went under and came back up, and I'm just yeah. like, oh my god, they can't get back up. Mm-hmm. Like, Is that actually what happens ooh. in a green silo? I, mm, I don't know. <laughs> Do you think about all the fucking green that we buy and how many dead bodies are in there? Oh, Jesus. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's disturbing. Um, <laughs> so, claustrophobia. Like, I've, I felt like I needed to take a walk outside in the open fields after that. Yeah. You know what? Also, when they're in the, um, in the truck, I would count oh. that as a claustrophobic moment because, like, because the aliens trying to get in and there's nowhere for them to go. Oh. They're just stuck in there, trapped. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Also, like <laughs> uh, the um, <laughs> the soundproof basement that they had made when yeah. it floods. Ooh. Okay, I guess that claustrophobia, though, is, like, the proximity of the aliens, where they're just, yes. like, close, and, like, we're, they're, like, right there. Yes. And she's trying to hide the baby's little cooing behind oh. the waterfall. Oh, my God. Well, it wasn't a waterfall, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And I'm glad <laughs> that he had introduced it earlier, like, yeah. John Krasinski's character and his, his fake son. His fake son. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. That, like, he introduced earlier, like, this is a loud noise, so we can make little noises because of the loud noise. That's nice. Yeah. That, that and was like, they brought that back. It was, like, kind of a, a nice, peaceful moment. Yeah. A good time to breathe. Oh, my God. What happened? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I had to. Okay. <laughs> this movie... Hmm. I don't know how to start explaining this, but the rockets at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then it comes back as rockets to help the mom, you know, to help disguise the mom sound. Oh. And then, what were we just talking about? Oh, the waterfall in the middle of the movie when he took him out to go fishing, and then the mm-hmm. waterfall with the baby's coos. And... It was like it set it up for us in the beginning, and then we brought it back later on in the movie. Oh, okay, yes. 
John Krasinski <laughs> is not only writes like these thrillers, he also writes comedy. Uh-huh. And one thing, it, I'll give you a good example, is Fluffy. Gabriel Iglesias, oh. he'll make yes. one joke, and then he'll make more jokes, but then he'll bring back the punchline of the other joke. Yes. So oh comedy and horror, seriously. All we do is introduce God. a theme, tell a little bit more of the story, and then reintroduce that same theme oh. in a useful, or in comedy, funny way. Damn. Oh, my God. <gasps> That's... Parallels. <laughs> Woo! That ain't, Time I to start writing my own content. Damn. That's a good-ass parallel, man. <laughs> okay, continue. Um, all right. The so... next one. Don't say it. I don't want to know. Uh, I see your notes. I don't want it. Uh, Put it away. I can't. It's like, no, we have to say okay, it. Okay, go ahead. I know. I was uh, waiting for you. So I could be like, <laughs> okay, go. Needle in the foot. Fucking man. nail in the foot. Nail. Was that what it was? A it nail? was a nail. Oh, it was sticking up. Even worse. Oh, God. It was a little thick boy. And it happened so quick, too. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> Like, oh my god. Was, oh no, I just got my foot. Oh, I gotta check my foot. Okay. Like instant cut to the stairs up close as she's walking down the stairs all of a sudden steps. Bam! Like she steps right on the nail. Full on. Yeah. Like that ain't no oh. home alone shit, man. Oh. Fucking family Ooh. guy. <sighs> but, Okay. We saw it. Okay, go going back to the reintroducing themes. We saw her pull it up by accident Ooh. when the sack of clothes that she was carrying got caught on it, uh. and it was folded at the time. But because the sack of clothes got stuck, it pushed it up, Ooh. so it was sticking straight up. And then obviously the camera zooms in on it, like, "Ooh, there's a nail!" Tee hee. Oh it's like, God. don't forget this because <laughs> your character's about to. And then she comes back. She's running down the stairs, steps on the fucking nail. Oh my god. You hear that fucking scrunch. <laughs> but the worst part, besides that being so sudden, is her building up her all her fucking courage to rip her foot back out of there. And like two-handed, whole leg. <laughs> and she just picks up her foot and you see like the nail coming out of her foot, <laughs> blood coming down. <laughs> oh my you god. can imagine how it feels. You hope she's up to date on her shots. <laughs> Get vaccinated, kids. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I felt her pain so much that I could not look at the screen for, like, a good five minutes. Yeah, seriously. And then afterward, when the, the alien came and, like, fucked things up even more, mm-hmm. I just kept thinking about that that nail. <laughs> I, I just kept thinking. She was, like, walking around, you know, trying to avoid him and whatnot. And I'm just thinking, please, tell me you took that nail out. Please yeah. avoid that nail. Please. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, when the kids were coming down too, I was like, oh my gosh, she better fucking tell them about the nail. Luckily, there was like a puddle of blood. I don't know how lucky that is, but... Oh my god. That's why I, I would probably be wearing shoes if, if I was in that situation, and I wouldn't care if I made noise. No! At least no nail is in my no. foot. <laughs> Fuck that. But yeah, that one was probably the biggest scare for me because I'm squeamish when it comes to shit like that, in case you haven't heard in the last oh, five yeah. minutes. Oh <laughs> yeah, you are. So. I feel like a lot of gore <laughs> things get to you. Yeah, seriously. Like, I, I can only, like, squint. <laughs> like, watching. Like, <laughs> Ew. Oh, okay, I'm trying not to throw up here. Uh, I'm not going to eat anything for, like, the next 20 minutes after the movie, so there you go. But yeah, 
those are all the scares. Mm. Those are all the scares that I had pointed out. <laughs> that was. <laughs> Ugh. Think about that fucking nail in her foot now. <laughs> no. Don't worry, we'll get on to the next thing quick. This movie gave like a whole new meaning to horror survivor rules. Horror survival rules. But before I say them, I just gotta say, no sex! And yeah, what why do the they do? Fuck you having a baby in the middle of a pan panini. <laughs> <laughs> why the fuck you having a baby? That can make noise. <laughs> I guess they couldn't control themselves. And I, you know what? Uh, At least they love each other. I mean, yeah. Okay. But, like, come on. <laughs> but, <sighs> I, but half of them survive. Spoiler alert. Anyways, new survivor rules. Obviously, no shoes. Which kind of sucks, honestly. Because, like, pedicure needed. Hello. Yeah, how the fuck they cut their nails? I think I mentioned that afterwards because I was giving myself a manicure and I was like, how did they cut their... Like, I saw all their fingernails were dirty. Every single one of those fucking kids had, like, dirt nails. I can see one of them with their foot up and then clip. What was that? <laughs> okay, next one. Uh. <laughs> oh, God. So, no shoes. Good luck with that. No I love way. no shoes, though. Yeah. Sorry, like, ever since, like, I was little. I fucking hated shoes. Now I now I'm obsessed with socks. Like I I don't care. I'll go outside in socks. What don't at me. Don't at socks. <gasps> that you can't make that much noise, could it? I mean, I know walking in sand with socks is no fun, but like you can walk on concrete with socks, right? Well, maybe slipping and falling. Oh, true. Also comfort. They had to walk like probably who knows how many miles and at least walking in sand makes them more comfortable. Yeah. Like, if you were to walk on barefoot or in socks on concrete for that long, mm, no, you wouldn't last. That's true. I wonder where he got all that sand. Oh, well, duh, the waterfall. He was fishing there. They're very resourceful. Very. Do you think they ran out? Would have ever run out of sand? No, because every now and then he'd he'd have a bag. Like, he was, like, replenishing it. Well, that's nice. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) So... No shoes. Get some sand. Uh, no noisy objects, obviously. Like, I don't. I don't know what else could constitute as a as a like. I would have to just be in a. What 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 is that little like the padded room? cell? Yes, a padded cell. I'm good. I'll survive. Honestly, no, because I talk <laughs> a lot. You also react a lot to movies and shows. I do. You guys should watch her while she... I watch her watching Who's Line because it's so entertaining to watch her, not Who's Line. But it's funny. It's because you... It's funny. I, I talk to the TV and you react to the TV. So, like, both of us are dead in this situation. Oh, well, And that's yeah. why we have a podcast, just because we talk a lot. So... When there is an apocalypse in the future and you're listening to this, <laughs> you will know where we ended up. <laughs> yeah, in, in a padded cell. <laughs> yes. So, no shoes, no noisy objects. Good luck with that. Stay on the sand path when going out. That's mm-hmm. why I'm thinking uh, the whole comfort thing. Because if you get off the sand path, I mean, you could get lost for one thing and then the comfort. I'm really yeah. thinking about comfort right now. Um, <laughs> Do your feet hurt? Did you have a long day at work? A little bit. 
Yeah. Yeah. Do you want some feet in, feet in your sand? Do you want some, <laughs> uh, do you want some sanding? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, no, I'm good. I'm <laughs> sorry. You know what I mean. Do you want a sandy beach to step on? <laughs> now, that sounds nice. <laughs> so, stay on that path. Don't wander. Mm-mm. Okay? Mm-mm. And... Honestly, knowing sign language really helped that I family. I want to learn. Whew. In high school, we did the uh, we did a play called The Miracle Worker. Oh, okay. Which was based on like Helen Keller. Oh wow. Um, so so we had to learn a couple of of signs. Mm-hmm. Um, and the alphabet. So like, I know a couple things, but they're all fucking useless. And like, I guess you know what? Maybe if we do like a word a day, yeah, we'll eventually get there. 365 days, we'll know 365 words. Yikes. Yeah, good luck to me on that one. <laughs> I don't know if I'll remember. It is, it is super important, I think, that more people learn sign language. I think ASL should be, like, in standard curriculum to make yeah. things more accessible for, like, the deaf and hard of hearing. That would be nice, actually. Especially, like, I've seen videos of... Uh, translators in concerts oh yeah and they get down yeah man. right like <laughs> like i think that's really great that not only they can you know translate the english language speech yeah but they can translate the music too like i think that's pretty cool yeah so yeah agreed but those are the new survivor rules that that i thought of overall but yeah that's it as opposed to as opposed to your, like, classic rules that we always talk about, the scream ones? Yeah. The no sex. That <laughs> honestly should help, because, like, sounds, they happen. <laughs> and you shouldn't do that. So. <laughs> and then, no drinking. I mean, you could get clumsy. Some people out there just don't, you know, they, they can't contain their liquor, and they get clumsy and make Or loud. We're loud. Yeah, like, some people drink and they're all of a sudden uh, they're like, ah, oh my god. <laughs> Hi. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, broken bottles too. Oh, um, so yeah. there's that. And then what's the last one? <laughs> oh, um, don't say, I'll be right back. Literally, you cannot actually say. I mean, you could. The sign language is probably a loophole. <laughs> Look at that. I mean, you just sign, I'll be right back, and you will survive. There you go. <laughs> Tropes, or tropes, or tropes, 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 tropes. Got a lot of tropes to talk about for this one. Uh, particularly maintained ones that I actually thought were pretty good for this one. Um, one was the fake scare when uh, the family was, you know, silent during that family game night or whatever. And uh, the dad was, like, trying to look for the source of the noise because you hear some, like, rattling oh, on the roof yeah. and whatnot. And he slowly looks out the window, and then you just hear, pah! Yeah. Like a screech, and then something jumps down. And it was a bunch of raccoons. Just minding their own business. Just some raccoons screwing around. <laughs> so, but, I mean, that, that was a good one. It was, and it was good to show that there was still wildlife out there. But why? I don't understand how they survived. <laughs> and I said that, too. There's lots of loose ends in this movie. John, that I think you could have addressed John. John? That's his name, right? Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> After I said it the second time, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Today, Jordan sent me a video of a very chaotic <laughs> raccoon. Oh, and it no. was very funny. And I must show you after this. <laughs> I was like, I want one. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Cool. So then another maintain little trope was that usually the women stay home while men go out on the mission. And it was when the, the dad and the son were about to go out to that waterfall area and the daughter kept saying, I want to go with you. Yeah. And he said, no, stay home and help your mother. Yeah. And, and that could have meant two things too, not only because she's a woman, but also because she is deaf. And she would get that impression that, oh, because I can't hear anything and won't know what's going on or that I'll make noise, that, that you won't want me there and mm-hmm. I'd be a risk. But I mean... She's she's really trying to make up for you know yeah the that son. really sucks and I I it didn't come across to me like stay with your mom and make fucking cookies <laughs> like to me it came across as like first I was like fucking rude he won't let her go because she's deaf but then mm. also like nearing the end of the movie we figure out that he like really loved and cared for her the whole time and <sighs> their goal the parents' goal for both of them was literally to protect the kids. That's yeah. all they wanted to do. So, like, by by leaving her at home, he was protecting her and, like, showing his care and love in a different way. Uh, Unfortunately, for a probably 12, 13-year-old girl, it doesn't feel that way. Not at all. Especially when she's, like, trying to aggressively throw things, but in a silent manner. Yeah, tantruming <laughs> by throwing things onto the bed, like... Oh, man. But, yeah, I, I guess it was, like, good for the plot... Yeah. Um, and then another maintained trope was the increased intensity while going up the stairs. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the music building up, it starts out slow, and then you just hear the thumps of the bass, boom, 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 boom. Like, almost kind of like simulating, like, going up stair steps, like simulating steps. So, oh. yeah. And it simulated heartbeats to me. Like, I feel like all the thumping, oh. especially since um, since our character with the hearing aid... Uh, also, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's all she heard. So, like, every time I heard thumping, that's what I associated it with was my heart. It was oh. spooky. It was so spooky. Yeah, that alien walking slowly up the stairs because that alien clearly gets the sense that someone is hiding in the bathroom. Evelyn. <laughs> so, that was just a very scary. And at the same time, with, you know, the scare of Evelyn giving birth and trying yeah. to stay silent the whole time, it's like... Oh, my God. Oh, that was one of the fake scares, too, when she was in the shower. Oh, yeah. Like, John's character was, like, crying because he sees a puddle of blood in the shower, in the tub. Mm-hmm. But then, bah, her hands all bloody in the shower side. Yeah, like, slapping the glass door. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> she had her whole ass baby alone. Ooh, more power to her. And I also liked when the son was able to blow those fireworks like, in good time, because then you hear that, then you hear the alien, like, kind of screeching and then rushing to the source of the sound, and that moment, the mom knew she was safe to yeah. let, let out, out. Yeah. <laughs> like, she knew. She's mm-hmm. like, okay, this is going to be louder than my screams somehow, and I'm just going to scream. So, that was really cool. I actually really liked that part. Mm-hmm. It felt like a relief in a way. <laughs> But, yeah. And so then, there were a couple of defeated tropes as well. Um, So, usually, in a movie that I would see, 
people with disabilities are assumed to be holding a group back or that they don't survive. And in some of those cases, that has happened. But in this case, it hasn't, and I'm so glad about that. Um, especially, not only does she like survive but like her hearing aid really helped her and oh yeah you know saved her family well minus the dad but saved her family that remained so she was kind of a hero in this yeah one. and i'm glad she put like those things together mm. quick thinking yes no that was really good and then also the defeated trope where the laws of nature are not usually used in a sci-fi setting Mm. Um, like including other animals and things like that, or the loud river and the waterfall. I mean, I didn't think about it, how like loud the rushing sounds of the water moving uh, would be effective. Yeah. And it would uh, come in play when it came to the aliens hearing anything and avoiding that sound. So I thought that was really cool. Mother, daughter, Final duo, final girls, okay. Evelyn and Abbott, like, they good, man. Abbott? Like, Abbott? Yes. At least that's what it says on IMDb. yelled, Abbott? <laughs> <laughs> this whole time we were just calling her the daughter and you knew her name? <laughs> I didn't remember it until now mm. in my notes. <laughs> so, like, one of them stuns the alien while the other kills. Teamwork. Hello. And then they both evaded numerous alien encounters. Mm -hmm. I mean, with the mom holding the baby and backing into that little waterfall in the basement. And then Abbott finding, um, what was it that she found in the middle of that cornfield? Was it her brother's flashlight? Oh, yeah. And the, the alien was like creeping up behind her. But then luckily her hearing aid saved her and he ran off. Yeah. Also, um, I would say the silo was a close call for her, too. Yes, that's right, where he clawed his way out of the silo. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that was cool. And I don't know if you remember the rules that I had for, or the qualities that I had for being a final girl from when we did Cabin in the Woods, but I'll just name them here. I'll, I'll go one by one. First one was no sexual drama. And, I mean, yeah, Evelyn was pregnant, but, like, with her fourth kid, so, like, I think at that point, they were just like, we know how to handle this. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and and it wasn't a, a drama either. Like, they, her and the husband didn't have any problems. So, I, I thought that was really nice. And then Abbott, of course, too, too young for sexual drama. She, she's a little kid. Mm -hmm. um, and, obviously, they didn't meet any other people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, there's that. And uh, another one was making use of their environment, mm -hmm. uh, such as soundproofing. Um, and when they went into the basement and they used the dad's equipment. Yeah. So I, I thought that was really cool. Uh, another quality was thinking about their survival. And usually as a final girl, you're thinking about your own survival because you are on your own. But in this case, it was as a group, yeah. as a family. They're like, okay we are on our own without dad so we have to figure out how to survive mm -hmm. so i liked that that was really good and then another quality was that they would find their defense weapons that would help them to uh survive 
And in Evelyn's case, it was using the husband's shotgun. Mm -hmm. So I really liked that. And then Abbott, who was amplifying the hearing aid with that, it was a microphone, right? Is that what yeah, it was? Yeah, it was what the dad was using for the radio. Oh, okay, yeah. So that that was really quick thinking, and they right after the first killing of that alien, in the very end of the movie, they both looked at each other. They knew what to do. Yeah, they just knew. And then Evelyn just cocks the shotgun, blackout, credits. Like, that was the most badass ending. Like, I'm not even mad. I have so many predictions it. for the second one, because I haven't <sighs> seen the second one, and I got lots of things to say about it. I got only one. What? But, yeah, we'll definitely get to that one soon. Um, and then, is that the last one I have? Um, another quality is being aware of their surroundings. And in this case, I put to an extent, in terms of Abba's case, um... But Evelyn was still trying to be hella aware, despite her labor pains. Like, she was still being like, okay, this fucking hurts, but I need to get away from this fucker that came downstairs. Like, oof. Which was also probably her thinking of the protection of her unborn child. Like, ah, Mama Bear. Yeah, Mama Bear. Damn. (laughs) That is so cool. Um, And then, Abbott, even though she couldn't directly hear you know, what everyone was hearing and what was happening that was dangerous, she could at least see their reactions and, you know. Yeah. And and she's strengthening that reaction, I think. So, you know, a lot of uh, character build here. And I, I think they were both, like, badass final mother-daughter duo. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> the, the boy and the baby were... Alive, too. I mean, yeah. I said final family initially, and I mean, okay. But it was definitely a good ending for the final girls. Yes. Absolutely. The the, the theory. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that we started making little theme songs for each section. Continue. (laughs) We don't have an in memoriam this time because it was only one person. Yes. Well, two. Three. Oh. If you count the minor random characters. The the couple. Yeah. Yeah, that's, rest in peace. Um, so, I'm sure we all know that there is a part two, and actually, particularly I haven't seen this one yet, which is kind of shocking, but I really look forward to it, and I do have one theory. Uh, it came out last year. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I was like, oh shit. Good job, John. (laughs) Hope you figured out all your loopholes, your loose ends. Yeah, right. Um, so I only came up with one theory about, like, what I could expect from the sequel. Um, and that it would be the daughter, Abbott, will try finishing her father's work in the sequel. Mm -hmm. Because they had showed initially in the film that she was never allowed in the basement. She tried sneaking in the house to go downstairs, but then the dad caught her and, and dragged her out. She's like, you never let me go down there, and I'll be quiet, I promise. And he just keeps saying, just don't go down there. Yeah. <laughs> and so then when they finally do, it, it became like their, their safe house or whatever. And then as, you know, the brother is, is holding the, the newborn son, and, and the mom is getting the shotgun and, like, kind of preparing, Abbott's standing in the middle of the basement looking at all of the work that her father has had. 
yeah. security cameras and, and the TVs, the microphone and all of his like whiteboard stuff, the yeah. lists and description of the aliens and how to get by them. He, he knew a lot. So she finally came to an understanding by the looks of it. So she was really taking in the work. Um, so I think that, you know, in specifically when trying to finish her father's work, she will work on perfecting her hearing aid that her father last made for her mm-hmm. and maybe try making a somewhat of a similar invention to help others survive. You know, with that, uh, that feedback working on the mic, if that, if that feedback can work for everybody, like hell uh, aliens will not touch them can't touch this yeah they could make like a you know <laughs> you know when you go to the what we i don't know if it's the museum of science and industry yeah but they're like or any museum or art place that has like a a photo or a display that requires sound you have to stand under that one umbrella thing do you know what i'm talking about I think so. And how like if you're standing outside of that little umbrella you can't hear shit but the moment you go underneath it it's oh, like directed sound. I remember. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. They need to make oh, a weapon like that. That would be great. <laughs> you know, it, it kind of almost reminds me of Venom hmm. in a little bit. Like with just clanging the noise and then they're they're vibrating their heads. It looked like they're about to explode. Which that one is that from? Uh, Spider-Man 3. Uh, Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire, yes. Yeah, nothing but respect for my Spider-Man. Oh boy, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you know, I'll admit those movies were cringy, but they were the OGs. So, yeah, like, I, I think that's say, probably the nostalgia that I get, it's just because it was the OG that I'm like, Toby McGuire was the best. Right, the the yeah. nostalgia that Tom that's Holland's not even poor. Uh, <laughs> and Aunt May looks like his sister. Um, and Andrew Garfield that was like old. No offense, guy, uh, you didn't look like a high schooler. No, he did not. Mm-mm. Didn't he come I think he came out in, in the Spider-Man movie after he did that movie with Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, about Social network social thing network. or whatever it was called. Yes. And they were college age. That's so weird. <laughs> but anyway. And then we just saw him in Tick, Tick, Boom. Oh, yeah. I didn't think he could sing. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, not bad. I wonder if John Krasinski could sing. <sighs> now I'm curious. John. My man. Sing. <laughs> My homeboy. <laughs> Can you sing? <laughs> well, he, he won't be singing in a quiet place, too. That's for sure. My turn? Yes. Loose ends. Uh-huh. Okay. How are all these animals fucking surviving when they <laughs> their whole nature is to make noise? That's Birds, true. bugs, fucking raccoons. Well, minus that raccoon that got taken by the alien. Saw the blood spewing. They were walking well, down yes, the Well, yes, but how did they survive that long? Maybe they stayed on the roof, and then they heard the lantern, like, and then they were like, oh, shit, a fire. We got to get the fuck down. <laughs> okay, sure. The point is, animals, okay. angry face. That's my notes. <laughs> Next. Oh, gosh. Next, I want to talk about the baby, mm-hmm. oh. which is also in relation to the hearing aid feedback. Mm-hmm. I wonder if only if she could only hear the feedback because it was like part of the implant on her head or could everyone else hear it oh do you know what i mean 
It was unclear to me whether or not the mom could hear it because it was right behind the fucking mom's ears. Mm. Like, I'd be like, ah, what the fuck? You know what I mean? That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, so (sighs) in relation to that, when she fucking blasted that sound, or when she was about to, on the other side was the new baby and the boy. So, so if that new baby could hear that, like, wouldn't the baby start crying? Wouldn't, like, you know what I mean? Then, I'm thinking of child development. Oh, boy. Okay, that kid, kids in general, a big part of their learning process is noise, right? A lot of the toys make noise. A lot of, there's a lot of music that goes into it. Mm -hmm. And I understand that, like, some deaf and hard of hearing kids grow up and still do developmentally fine. Mm-hmm. But how will how will they do that? How? How? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and would they get scared of any new noises they haven't heard before? Yeah, will they be able to speak when, when, when speech itself is people copying other people's, you know, oh, yeah. mouth movements and sounds? Oh, goodness. So, okay, so that was my question, and I wonder, I'm curious to see how they're going to do that in the second movie, because I also haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Or if they're just going to, you know, delete the baby <laughs> all the way. Or what Feed if they, like, deletus. what if they fast-forwarded dramatically, oh. you know, like they do with other movies, that you don't expect it to go that far? Oh, yeah. Like, okay, I'll be honest, I didn't think that Pitch Perfect 2 was going to, like, skip over to senior year after... Becca's freshman year in the first one? Like, I thought it was just going to be, oh, sophomore year. More singing. Great. Can't wait for the next one. No, I'm glad they skipped. You're I glad think they it, skipped. it would have been too much Pitch Perfect. It would have okay. been way too much. And, like, by the third one, it turned into a spy movie anyway. It did. So I was mad about Ugh. that. It, it Fast and furious itself. Oh, my where God. Where it's no longer about what it was about. Yeah. Anyways, okay. <laughs> and then... The next note I had kind of goes along with Abbott, Mm. how you were saying that she's going to continue her father's work. Because they were looking at the whiteboard and they saw all the notes that he had, especially about the aliens too, like they're armored, they have a shit ton of ear holes in their head, which was really well portrayed. I really, every time he opened his little flappy bits on his face, (laughs) like the, the, what you would see underneath the little flaps uh-huh. was very much like the inside of an ear. Ooh. It was so cool. Ooh. I liked it. I wanted to pause and keep <laughs> looking, but I know that you didn't. <laughs> look at you. Look at your reaction. You're like physically <laughs> reacting to that. I but I like thought it. it was so cool. And like, it was such a great concept. And anyways, <laughs> but on the, on the whiteboard, he put three in the vicinity, like three known aliens, right? So they shot one dead. And then in the cameras, they saw two. Oh, yeah. So if they manage to kill those two, are they in the clear for a while? Yeah, like how far are the others? Yeah, exactly. So, and if so, my prediction is that they they will kill those other two. Mm -hmm. It'll fast forward. Okay? Now, Abbott's a little older. The mom is still there. Uh Because, you know, John Krasinski's wife. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember her name. Uh, Emily Blunt. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Anyways, and I mentioned this during the movie, and it's also in The Walking Dead, where it stops being about the aliens and about the zombies, oh. and starts being about how other people are reacting in this. Oh. 
And I mentioned it a lot of times. They keep all their doors open, right? Because the doors would make noise if you open and close them. Yeah. Everything has sand. All the floorboards are marked off. Silence. You could be fucking washing dishes and someone's behind you and you wouldn't know. Oh so, God. and I mentioned it while we were watching the movie. I was like, what if they have an intruder? How will they know? Everything's so quiet. Oh, God. And no, I think you might be right because I saw the movie poster for mm-hmm. The Quiet Place Part mm-hmm. 2. And there's another character in that poster that I didn't see before, that I didn't recognize. Yeah, so I, I, if not, I would like to see how that is affected in this world that they live in. Like in that movie world, like how are other people treating other people? Mm-hmm. I like that too, actually. Because like I can, I can kill you right now by just holding on to you and screaming. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Honestly, though. So like, <laughs> if all the malicious people are gone in this world, in this created world, mm-hmm. how? Tell me. Yeah, seriously. I'm excited to watch the next one, to be honest with you. I liked this one so much that I told Jair that we'll watch it with him. Uh. And again, and then we'll watch the second one. Excellent. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Nice. Awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> um, did you have any other expectations for the sequel? Does that was that, all my expectations. The, like any others? No? That's it? Okay. Cool. The boy is scared. Oh, the little boy made lots of... Well, the middle boy, I guess. Not the littlest one that died. But the little boy made such good scared, like, motions. He was always going... Oh, my God. Shoulders up, whole body reacting to being scared. Yeah, he was frightened. Like, I I remember when he... When he went with his dad by the river... Oh, and the fish started flopping around? Yeah, and he started, like, turning, like, preparing to run away, and he, he was like, they can hear you, they will hear you, and, yeah. like, freaking out, but he was safe. He was safe. So, that's all I got to say about this movie. Me I too. <laughs> it was really good. I'm going to think about something the moment we hit stop. It happens a lot. Oh, gosh. I think of something. When I'm listening to the episode. Like, oh, I should have mentioned this. This was important. Um, but yeah, I, I just let it happen. <laughs> so, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter, at Convos Room. Follow us on Instagram and on Facebook, Cutting Room Convos. Um, and I'm glad you guys listened to us talking about this movie. And we will get to A Quiet Place Part 2 next week. Ooh. So I'm excited. Thanks again. I'm Yasmin. I'm Jenny. And I'll be right back. Cutting Room Convos was recorded in our home studio. All opinions are our own and we do not represent any companies mentioned. This episode was on A Quiet Place, the 2018 film directed by John Krasinski. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Convos Room. Hope you enjoyed. Cutting room combos may not be suitable.